The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Here are your hosts. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge, an online marketing training and toolset company. On this show, we will investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of Nirvana. You'll find show notes and other information about our guests on CertifiedKnowledge.org. Now, today we have Lisa Ressler on the show. Lisa blogs at OnlineMarketingMavens.com. She goes by Lisa Rocks SEM on Twitter, and she's the co-founder of Minnesota Search Engine Marketing Association. I first met Lisa during a show when she gave a presentation on e-commerce. And e-commerce can be tough to manage due to the range of products, the, the keyword lists available. Then you have product margins, ROI bidding, CPA bidding, and so forth. Lisa's an expert in e-commerce arena, and she's going to share with us her wisdom on the show today. So when we talk about e-commerce, we're going to focus a little bit also on the smaller e-commerce accounts. Welcome, Lisa. Hi. Thanks for having me. Ah, It's always a pleasure. So first off, how did you get started with e-commerce? How did I get started? Um, You know... um uh, about three or four years ago, uh, maybe longer than that, I um, actually started my own um, e-commerce site, and um, that's where my passion for e-commerce marketing began, and um, I've been doing uh, pay-per-click for a while, so that's sort of where it started. I wasn't very good as, uh, at running an e-commerce site, but um, I was good at marketing it for my clients. So. so do you still run your own e-commerce site? No, I don't. I don't. Okay, so purely working for clients and uh, seeing how you could do the marketing rather than all the back-end work? Right, exactly, exactly. So I've worked for clients in um, different categories like books, apparel, furniture, um, software, and um, those types of categories. So, yeah. Excellent. It's often difficult to, um, to organize e-commerce accounts. You, know, you have product mm-hmm. brand names or your product names, brand names, lots of keywords that describe how any one product can function. You know, what are your thoughts when you first look at an account or e-commerce site about organizing those accounts to, to be effective for paid search? Well, I think you first need to start by how you have your e-commerce site structured so that your pay-per-click campaign is matching that a little bit. So if you have that um, organized by departments or product lines or different categories, use those as the upper, um, the upper buckets and then drill down into more detail in those. So, for example, if you have gifts, um, gifts for women, gifts under $20 or 
name brand GIF. So that you're further breaking them out into um, uh, search uh, keyword theme buckets. So in that case, you're almost letting the, the software, in some cases, dictate the way the e-commerce system works, or are you thinking more about how the, the business itself has decided to organize their products on their sites? How the business has decided to organize the products. So if you, you have departments of women's wear or men's wear, um, but you can also do it by, um, the t- because those, are, those two words are more likely to fit themed together. Um, you can also do it by sales funnel. So if people are searching for more general terms before they reach your product, group those together within the categories. Um, and you can also do it by uh, price point if you needed to or um, margin. So there are a lot of different ways to do it depending on what the, um, what the site is selling and how, how much volume there is and what their, what their uh, profit margins are. That makes sense. Now, you and I were chatting earlier, and we see a lot of times that the initial search happens on some pretty broad keywords, and then the final conversions happen off of brand names. And is that something you see is pretty common for most e-commerce accounts? That is very, very common. So a lot of times um, merchants think that they're not getting a lot of sales from the non-branded terms, and there's a lot of analysis that goes into it to, to show them that um, that uh, customers are being introduced to their site through those different more general terms as they're um, researching the products, and that is all part of the search funnel, so something that's more general, and then refining their search, and then finally um, maybe converting on the brand term. So if you are using AdWords, you can look at the search funnel reports, and um, that's under the conversion section um, under the reporting and tools tab. Okay, so do you use that a lot then for, for determining how effective brand terms are? Uh, well, for looking at how effective the non-brand terms are, because you can see how many times um, the non-brand terms have assisted to a conversion on the brand terms. So you can see um, by impressions um, assist and by uh, click assist. So they're not converting on that term, but then they're going to convert on the brand term. So that you could definitely use it a lot to see what the true value of any keyword is. So if that's a, if brand terms are such a common final conversion then, and they're probably some of the more important ones to show up for, do you bucket those into like separate campaigns so they have higher budget so they're you know, most companies are showing up brand terms, not necessarily on all the other terms further up in the funnel. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, brand terms uh, have to be in their own their own campaign, and um, if there are any uh, sort of variations, um, misspellings, or different business units, those should also be segmented into their own groupings. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. So with e-commerce, I find it works really well in search. I mean, someone's searching for a product, you have it. It's a pretty nice connection on search. How have you found content network or the display network now, as it's called, for e-commerce sites? Well, you know, the, um, the click-through rate is a lot lower on the content network. And um, you're, so you're going to see a lower conversion rate. But um, there is another tool um, similar to the assisting clicks and assisting impressions data is view-through conversions. So 
that gives you information on um, another level of how valuable your campaign is because you can see how many people have have uh, viewed the ad, not clicked on it, but then gone to your site and made a purchase there anyway. So that's another level of, of data that you can use to determine how campaigns are performing just because they don't have a hard and fast conversion metrics associated with them. Now, with, with view-through conversions, do you pay attention to that for both text ads and image or image ads? I mean, there's a reason, you know, the whole axiom, an image worth a thousand words is, is fairly true from a recall standpoint. Do you find that there's a, a larger view-through conversions when images are associated or, or even video ads? I would say uh, definitely, uh, de- definitely on the display ads, there are, you can see that there are a lot of view-through conversions that come through on those. So you may see just a few actual sales conversions and then many more of the view-through conversions, but not really as much on the, um, the text ads. And um, I'm not sure um, on video if I've, I've seen enough data to um, have a really strong opinion on that either way. Okay, but overall image ads definitely do help view through conversions and just increasing okay. overall conversion rate of a site for, for display networks. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so far, Lisa. It is time for us to take a quick break and let our sponsors talk, and then we'll come back with Lisa and look a little more about margins and maybe some bidding techniques for e-commerce-based sites. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. PPC Rockstars. 
will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, and we're back with Lisa Ressler talking about e-commerce sites. And we just sort of walked through a little bit on keywords and view through conversions, which aren't often used a lot, and assist conversions. But when you have the conversion data, then it comes down to setting some bids and trying to find some ways to set appropriate bids for lots of products. So, Lisa, what are some of your tips or some effective ways you've seen people set bids for e-commerce-based products? Well, I think that varies depending on um, depending on the type of site and um, what their profit margins are. Some people are um, not so particular about how they do it. They they're thinking we're making more money than we're spending, and some people have very complex formulas for how they want to do it. But um, generally, you can um, you know do calculations to find out what the um, your break even point is for your click, and um, try to optimize towards that. Um, the only disadvantage um, I see to that is, um, again, going back to the assisted conversions, if you decide that you wanted to eliminate some keywords based on the fact that they weren't profitable, but that they were leading to conversions um, on other keywords. So, Yes, yeah, so you don't want to bid those keywords that are assisting down too much because all of a sudden they stop assisting and it lowers the conversions on your branded terms and more specific words. Exactly, or, or eliminate them you know, altogether because you think, oh, this is too expensive. I'm going to pause this. I'm going to delete this. And, um, you know, you're, then you're losing conversions on other keywords and you won't know why. That makes sense. Now, I find that one of the, the challenges with e-commerce is I hear a lot that someone says, you know, this company can't be profitable. They're bidding way too high. And if you look uh, at the data on maybe the initial conversion, that almost might seem true. But because of lifetime visitor values and the fact that someone might buy from a company two, three, four times a year, a lot of companies bid straight, um, even ROI on that first conversion, maybe even lose a little bit because they get conversions for it on the road. Now, that's usually a more sophisticated bidding method. Do you see smaller e-commerce sites trying to take advantage of lifetime visitor values and even calculating that into how they do their initial bids? No, you know, I really don't see the the smaller e-commerce um, stores doing that very much, and that would be a good thing for them to do. But I think that's um, that's definitely an area for growth. Okay, because loyalty programs are essential in you know, marketing. The most expensive thing to do is get that first customer. It's cheaper to get a customer than have you know, another one than try to find a new one. So it's sorry, cheaper to keep a customer than go out and find a new one. So what else do you find is challenging managing small and mid-sized e-commerce sites? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I've noticed is um, not being prepared for seasonal spikes. So I think for um, someone who is new to paid search or uh, someone who has been expanding, um, they need to really look into what the seasonal spikes are. They can find that information maybe from their sales records and kind of apply those, those, that, those time frames to their paid search so they can up the budget. They can also find that um, in their analytics. 
but they need to be prepared that in the, in the springtime, if there's a certain promotion or there are certain products that are going to take off, to make sure that those campaigns have a higher budget so that they're not losing this opportunity that has been created with the higher search volume. Now, if someone's new, they might not have a lot of that previous data yet. Do you find that things like Google Trends and Google Insights for Search is fairly accurate in projecting trends so that if you don't have much data, those tools are useful? Yeah, I think you can, you can um, look, see in those tools directionally um, where spikes are, but if it's not something that is um, a dramatic effect, I'm, you know, I'm not sure how much uh, value that would offer, but I think it's definitely a good place to start. Yeah. Excellent. Now... Generally, we see, and I think everyone sees the cross-page search, that if an account just doesn't convert, no matter what you do, the account doesn't have conversions, it's almost always the website or the landing page. Now, sometimes maybe as marketers, it's easy for us to blame a landing page since you don't often control that if you're an agency. But do you see that in e-commerce as well is the best keywords, the best ad copy at the landing page just isn't quite there? Conversions just don't matter? They don't happen? Yeah, I see that all the time, actually. Um, yeah, the the, uh, the landing page is is a very critical element, obviously, because you're searching for something, you're you're demonstrating your intent, and when you get to that page, what you're looking for needs to be on that page. So sometimes that can be one of the fundamentals that um, that merchants are missing is just making sure that they're directing to the correct landing page, that um, that their keywords are tied directly to it. So if you're looking for you know, winter Sweaters, you don't end up on a page with flip-flops, that sort of thing. And um, it's also um, very important to make sure that um, the site is, um, you know, having, having a good availability and that it's functioning properly. I see that all the time where there are, you know, just technical outages and they're very hard to capture. But there are a lot of wasted clicks that are going to these pages that maybe they're having an issue with the, with the form or with their, with their e-commerce engine. So that makes sense. Now, if you were to um, to have actually control and you used to control an e-commerce site where you could do some best practices on landing pages or even the site as a whole, what are some of the, the top tips you think are useful for designing landing pages on the e-commerce site or even designing the site as itself? Well, I think um, to make sure that there's a very tight connection on a landing page between the keyword and the keyword theme. It seems very simple, but it's something that is overlooked quite a bit. So that would be number one, to make sure that, that you know, that is matching up. And to have a, a simple design and um, simple copy on the pages so that someone gets there and they know exactly what, where they are and how they got there and that what they were looking for is going to be there. So... Um, I think um, making sure that there's uh, navigation, there, um, there are different um, goals of thought on this, but I think um, you know, having a little bit of navigation so they know what to do next and also telling them what to do next, um, look, uh, cross-selling them on something, um, look at our other sweaters or um, shop, uh, shop more, that sort of thing. Um, I think those so, are all important things to include. So real quick, do you think cross-sells are best on the landing page itself that promotes a product, or do you think they're better after you add something to the cart to put it on that secondary page so someone's actually started you know, building up a cart that they're following in it to purchase some money? 
I think it depends on the product because if someone's looking for a book, a particular type of book, uh, maybe on the landing page a cross-sell would be appropriate. Um, obviously, in the cart, that's a great page to do a cross-sell. And also uh, retargeting, if the uh, merchant is doing um, retargeted ads, um, you can uh, target specific campaigns with a um, complementary product to the one that so, you purchased. So I love retargeting. Um, so can you just real quick explain retargeting for everyone, just so everyone has an idea and then we can kind of talk about retargeting e-commerce for a second? Sure. So uh, retargeting is um, a way of having another contact with somebody who is already on your site. So someone is visiting your site, they are cookied, and as they they uh, browse around the web, they are served ads that are targeted to them based on uh, content they have seen on your site. So they're not clicking through. They're, they're Rather, they're being sort of followed based on their behavior on your site. So, so um, that, you know, that's, it's a really great way to target people. Um, yeah, I find retargeting <laughs> is fantastic for pretty much everyone just due to the fact that you know, someone may have converted, may not have, but they've seen your brand and they left and it's a chance to bring them back. How do you see uh, conversion rates for e-commerce for retargeting? They look pretty good? They do look pretty good. They do. They do look, really, they look, they look very good. They're usually, um, they're usually higher than, um, uh, than keyword search, um, definitely, than just traditional banners being targeted contextually, definitely. Now, do you do retargeting both to people who are on the site, just people who abandon the shopping cart, or even someone who checks out? Do you have different areas you like to retarget based upon their previous experience on a site? I think for the basics, um, anybody who has uh, visited the site, you can um, uh, target people who have visited particular categories and um, then the shopping cart abandoned. So they've hit the cart but haven't hit the thank you page. So targeting that list um, with some type of an offer to bring them back to get them to convert. And um, each of those lists are a little bit different in how they've been qualified by what they've looked at and how you want to talk to them. So that's sort of the basics. But once you get into it and you're doing, you know, more complicated programs, you can do the things, like I mentioned earlier, with um, cross-selling, with uh, different promotions. Um, after someone has um, uh, maybe purchased on your site, um, sending them a coupon to uh, purchase something else or to add to your email list. The combinations of, of um, targeting here are, are endless. Excellent. Well, thank you for that, Lisa. And retargeting is something that I just see as a huge growth there for most advertisers. So we're going to take a quick break and let our sponsor speak for a moment. Then we're going to come back and look a little bit more about landing pages and some other e-commerce tips with Lisa Ressler. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. 
Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Stop sending pointless emails late at night to pretend you work harder than everyone else. When you should be working with the premier B2B on-air and on-demand podcast network on the web, webmasterradio.fm. Our team will customize your message to reach the affiliate marketers and merchants that access our network every day. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for a consultation today. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to now. Reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm with the Internet Marketing Channel. Our ad campaigns are fully integrated with multiple avenues of exposure, from slick, effective 30-second commercials to detailed, informative 30-minute town hall meetings. Expose your products and services to listeners and podcasters of not just shows like Market Edge and Domain Masters, but anyone looking for ways to market their business with your product. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm to find out more. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back talking about e-commerce sites with Lisa Ressler, and we talked to her about retargeting, which is great for bringing someone back to your site. But of course, your site has to convert. So, Lisa, one of the things that I see that's probably one of the biggest mistakes overall is forcing an account creation before someone actually can check out on the site. How do you see um, that affecting the conversions you've dealt with? Obviously, this will um, hold conversions back because there are too many points that they have to get through to get to the sale. So I think that by removing that, you can see some really big increases um, in the conversion rate. It'll, it's definitely um, a wall that you can bring down um, very easily, I think. Yeah, I actually saw an account um, a few weeks ago where they removed their account creation and their overall revenue jumped almost 40% just by removing forced account creation. Now, another big thing of checking out, of course, is you've got to give someone a credit card. Do you see differences in even SSL providers by conversion rates? Do you see a big difference of VeriSign or GeoTrust or any of the other overall SSLs and, and ways of promoting trust on those checkout pages? Well, um, I'm... I don't have any specific data on those different trust marks that uh, you're referring to, but I do understand that having a trust mark on your site does help to increase conversion. What, what have you, um, you experienced? We actually did a, a test recently with a, a VeriSign seal versus not a VeriSign seal versus another uh, SSL. And I think it's only because this worked this way. Because VeriSign promotes their brand so much, and people see the VeriSign seal, that having the VeriSign SSL 
made a big difference. And did another test where we had um, an authorized.net seal versus not one. And including the authorized.net seal and the VeriSign seal together had a decent impact on conversion rates. Uh, it, was, it was a noticeable number. Right. So, so yeah. we're almost out of time here. Um, what are some of the other tips you have that maybe we haven't gotten to yet that you would recommend that someone sort of follow or examine for really having effective e-commerce paid search accounts? Well, I think that a lot of merchants are not taking advantage of Google's new ad extensions. And what those are are, are different, different types of um, ad uh, features that you can include in your, your regular ad copy that help to expand the ad and draw more attention to it. So, for example, one of them is called product extensions, and that takes a feed directly from your Google Merchant Center and will show uh, matchup titles and images and price points um, in the actual ad based on the searcher's query. So um, also um, site links, which shows up as uh, up to four additional lines in your ad if it's displaying above the organic search results. And it, within the site links, you can put in different departments. You can put in promotions. So there's a lot of um, opportunity with that as well. Yeah, I can't stress how much that I think every e-commerce site should be doing both site links, but especially product ads. Uh, the product extension is, I found it pretty amazing. At, at times, you really can't optimize those yet, right? Like Google kind of picks what they think is best. If you find any good way of sort of manipulating the, the feeds that go to products to make it a better match with the ads themselves? Well, it's, they allow you to put in up to 10, but they'll only show four. So if you only enter in four, then those are the four that will show up. And not site links, the product extensions. Sometimes oh, okay. on the, the product extensions, you, could, you, know, you have a feed, you upload a merchant center, and then you link it to your AdWords campaign. Um, and then sometimes Google grabs some images or some ads that aren't quite perfect for your words. Is, do you, have you found a nice way of, of organizing those some? Is it part of the feed, do you think? I think it's part of the feed and part of the quality of the feed. So I would, I would look, through, uh, look through the feed and make sure that it's um, you know, meeting best practices that's filled out completely and that it's keyword optimized. Okay. Excellent stuff. So, Lisa, we're almost out of time. Um, where can people find you around the web? Well, um, I have my blog, onlinemarketingmavens.com, and also on Twitter, LisaRocksSCM. Excellent. Well, thank you, Lisa, for, for all those tips. Do you have any one last tip you want to give anyone about e-commerce before we stop? I think, uh, I think just you know, keep testing and always, um, always be proactive in trying new things. Actually, I think that's a great tip. Being proactive probably, especially with changes in volumes and so forth, is something that probably not enough purely online companies do. Well, thank you, right. Lisa, uh, for joining us today. That was uh, very enlightening on e-commerce and some good ideas for how to optimize e-commerce accounts. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Mark and Nirvana. New episodes of Mark and Nirvana can be... <clears throat> Excuse me, George, please edit that one. Um, new episodes of Mark and Nirvana can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. 
You can find archives or past episodes at webmasterradio.fm or on iTunes.